Leaders and healers from around the globe, from around the universe, welcome to the Power, Purpose, and Passion Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Chief, life coach, speaker, author, personal trainer, love bug, a person that loves to serve, a person that loves to give, a person that loves to grow and share all of my gifts, talents, and unique abilities to the world so I can better the world, so I can become not only share and express the best version of myself, but also share the best version of myself so I can obviously help other people become the best version of themselves. So on this podcast, we, we basically what we do is we help people claim their power, clarify their purpose, and cultivate their deepest passions. And I'm excited for the next few episodes, the next nine, ten episodes, because yesterday we basically launched a nine-step process to improve your relationships, and we basically covered all nine steps in a brief sort of synopsis about how to do that, the how-tos of how to do that, and the subject matter that we're going to cover. And, to, and the first step today is to know thyself. That is always the first step, the power of self-awareness. So we're going to go jump right into it. And as I said to the Instagram, Facebook, and all the other podcast platforms and iTunes and whatever not, I'm in in, in the uh, ambiance of uh, pink and colorful colors because I'm in my daughter's room right now. And the area that I usually do the podcast in is being used right now because we're getting paint done and renovations, all that fun stuff. So thank you again for, for joining us today. And I'm really looking forward to where this could go and what I can cover, what I can share with you to strengthen your relationships strengthen who you are, upgrade who you are, update who you are, and install the greatest amounts of wisdom and knowledge and love in your life so you can then share your unique candle, your your, your unique flame, and set the fire ablaze with who you are. So thank you for joining us. Cam, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing really well, Anthony. And I think, uh, you know, I'm at a point in my life where every moment is a chance to learn, a chance to be better, a chance to make other people's lives a little bit better. Um, and again yeah a chance to learn so that's what we're doing here today is learning so yesterday we went over the nine steps of what you can do to improve your relationships in just nine steps uh if you missed that episode go listen to it it's on spotify again and all those platforms but today we're going to talk about step one and for the next um few business days until next friday we're going to go over these nine steps in detail so get your notebooks out, get ready to take some notes. If you're looking to improve any relationship, whether that be friendship or whatever, um, I'm really excited for this topic, man. And yeah, let's just get into it. So the very it. first step is knowing yourself. Take it yes. away. Well, listen, if you could do me a huge favor there, I don't have my notes in front of me, but could you just go out, just review with the audience, the nine steps, just really quickly name them off so that people kind of have an idea about what to look forward to and what to expect. Yes. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So again, the nine steps were step one, knowing yourself. Step two, the love languages. Step three, personality types and becoming aware of the different personality types. Step four, emotional mastery, emotional intelligence and emotional strength. Step five, becoming aware of where you are on the spectrum between masculine and feminine energy and the like flow between those two energies. Step six, power words. So the words you use, the language you use in a relationship. Step seven, rules of the game. Step eight, seek to understand rather than being understood. And step nine, constant and never ending improvement and progress in a relationship. So... Those are the nine steps that we're going to be covering from now until next Friday. Um, yep. And that's it. That's it. You got it. Perfect. Thank you so much for recapping that, Cam. And today's the first step. And any type of change or transformation you're looking forward to in your life, it's always about 
You know, I love the the uh, the serenity prayer. I always like to use this with clients and seminars, stuff like that. And I use it in my my one of my books, the U two point U two And the serenity prayer was all about God grant me the serenity serenity to uh, to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Well, the new updated version of that is God grant me the serenity to to the, accept the people I cannot change, uh, the courage to change the people I can, and the wisdom to know that it's me. That nobody out there can change you but you. The buck has to stop with you. You can't change somebody else. You can influence somebody, but you can't change you can't change that person. You can you can influence your 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 financial growth, and but you can't influence the economy. You can influence who goes into into office into the government, but you can't control them. So you got to focus in on who we are, study ourselves, and as I said in our last podcast, Lao Tzu, the great uh, gentleman who who wrote the book The Tao Te Ching 2,500 years ago, he talked about those who study others are wise, those who study themselves are enlightened. So focus on studying yourself first. Get to know who you are, what drives you, what the things you want, the needs you uh, desire, the, the what you value the most. And one of the most fundamental things to get to know about yourself is, number one, uh, there's, a, there's a, you know, for, for, for the past 100 years, they've, they've studied what they call a trajectory in human development, what they call psychological development of human beings. And there's basically, depending on who you're studying, there's six, seven, eight, nine, ten levels of development. And basically where you are on that scale will determine what's most important to you. So as an example of this, when it comes to relationships, are you able to, in communication with your friends, your family, your intimate ones, your children, your 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 father, your mother, whomever you're communicating with, are you able to take the role of other, to step into someone else's world, understand their world, and that's one of the steps, of course, but to see the world from their eyes. And this is not something we naturally do as human beings. And the reason why I tell you this is because there was a, a great study a long time ago by a gentleman by the name of Piaget. And what he did was take three, four, five-year-old children, and he would talk to these children, and he would say, all right, here's a box with red on one side and green on the other. And then he would show the red side to the kid, and then red on one side and green on one side. And then he would face the red color to the child and the green color to himself. And he'd say, what color do you see? And the child would say, red. And then he would say, what color do you think I see? And the child would say, red. And he was kind of like, okay, let me show you this again. Red on this side, green on that side. What color do you see? Red. What color do you think I see? He'd say red. And he did this a number of times. And every, I'd say the majority of the children actually answered the same way that this child did. So seeing the world through someone else's eyes isn't something that naturally comes to us like walking or talking or breathing. It's not something. So we have to learn to engage in saying, all right. How can we know someone else's world by and one of the best ways to do it is understand where we are on, on the map of life. Um, so on this develop on this developmental scale of growth, basically there's a quick lesson. I, I don't want to get too far into this, but the first three stages of growth are all about us, our own survival, our own egoic selves. So the first three stages, you're not even able to see it, the world from somebody else's eyes. So if, if the world, if your world is is basically ensconced and enraptured all about you, you're not at the higher stage of development. So you're not able to see your world, the world of others through their lens, through the where they are in their life. So it's all about you. As you grow to the next levels of maturity and find your identity in groups, in political parties, in religion, at school, whatever you're gonna be, wherever you are in your life, 
or where the place of work you're at, the key is to continue growing along the scales of de- along the scales of development until the point you are so highly evolved as a human being, you're able to see the world uh, with compassionate eyes, with loving eyes, with kind eyes, and not be able to judge it with harshly all the time. So, where are you personally on the scale of your judgments, your criticisms, what your needs are, what you value most? So, one of the best 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 things you can do to know where you are, to know thyself more is to ask yourself this question. What do I value most in life right now? And be truthful. What do I value most? So you ask a child that, what do you value most? They might say, well, video games. What do you value most to a teenager? Well, my friends and partying and drinking and drugs. And they might actually say love and relationship, but operationally they might be drinking and, 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 and engaging in sort of criminal behaviors or whatever it might be. They're not at the higher level. So I ask everyone out there now who are listening to this podcast, what do you value most personally? Where are you right now on this scale of what you value most? And that's a good way to understand where you are on this developmental scale, either stage one, stage two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And there's been many different studies on this, but to understand yourself in order to understand people. So one of the things I've discovered about communication and about developing relationships about myself is one of the greatest things I do when I meet someone that's angry or someone that's not necessarily a kind person. And the first, I've, I've sort of trained myself to do this, is, is this. In order to step into their world, I have to first look at my world first and say, all right, if a person's acting out of sorts, one of the things I like to say is, what could be going on in this person's life in order for them to feel this way or in order for them to behave this way? So rather than judge and criticize someone, what you say, you stop yourself from the judgment and you go, all right, what could this person be going, what could be going on in this person's mind or in their life for them to behave angrily or, uh, uh, you know, uh, yelling and screaming or misbehaving in, 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 in any, any unjust or evil way. So what that does immediately, it takes the focus off of them and onto who? Onto your own self. So there's a saying that one of my favorite sayings says, Every human behavior is either motivated by love or a need for it. So oftentimes when I'm, I'm, when I'm communicating with people and someone's acting out of sorts or acting angrily, I'll ask myself this question. Every human behavior is either motivated by love or a need for it. Is this person being motivated by love or a need for it? And I'd say 99.9% of the time, they're me- being motivated by a need for it. So I like to step in and ask them the question, is everything okay? What can I do? I see that you're having a rough time. I see that, you know what, um, you're, 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 you're having a difficult time dealing with a, a part of your life that's, that uh, you have a difficult time communicating with. Whatever the case may be, Focus in on what you can do to step in, what you can do as a human being to step in and make their world better, to provide love, to provide nourishment, to provide, to provide the, the, the gentleness and caring and the caress that they are so longing for, that every human being longs for. So that's one of the steps you can do when, 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 when getting to know yourself, understand how you, you're reacting to life and your own responses, turn the door inward as opposed to outward is what I'm saying. Because most people look at the world through their own filter and they go, they start ju- making judgments on certain types of people, work, life, and they don't turn turn the focus inwards and focus on their own judgments, their own criticisms, their own needs, their own drives, their own wants, all these things that are that are basically controlling your life. So that's the first step. Know thyself. Go in. Look at look at how you're reacting to life. Look how you're reacting to people. Rather than make the judgment outward, turn the turn the focus inward towards yourself. Study yourself first. Why is it? Am I? Why am I being so charged by this person? Is it that this person's angry, or is it because 
I'm the one who's angry. Where did this anger come from? So know thyself, study thyself, express thyself, and you'll be a lot more compassionate and caring and kindness will evolve from that. Because the more you know yourself and you realize, man, I've got a lot of problems and challenges in my life that I'm now uncovering. Um, man, I'm not the only one that's going through this. So uh, the next time you actually see someone that's suffering, you might actually feel like, wow, I'm going through that exact same thing. Or wow, that person has an addiction. I, I too have addictions. How can I share my wisdom, my life, my experience to help them uh, get over their addictions? So that's that's the very first thing you can do is understand and appreciate your own world, study yourself. And one of the, one, and we've done a podcast on this too, Cam. It was all about journaling. Whatever thoughts that come through your mind, one of the best practices I, I tell people is this. If you're ever having problems in your life, take your journal and write. Just keep on writing, stream of consciousness, and just write down whatever it comes to your mind. Even if it's like F-bombs and every four-letter word that comes out of your brain, just write it all down. Write it all down. The act of writing it down disconnects your brain from the actual challenge itself, and it leaves room for you to, to explore options and solutions to that those actual challenges in your life. So that is the first step. Again, become become like a kid that's in a candy store that you're, you're you're determining what it is that you're trying to find in your life that's ruining your life that's holding you back that's that's elevating your life and and just just explore be spontaneous um go again open the door inward so um that is i would suggest i mean that's there's a lot there and there's a lot we could cover but that those are good steps again step into someone else's world by asking yourself the question what can what what could be going on in this person's world for them to feel this way what could be going on in this person's mind for them to, in order for them to feel this way, to act this way, to behave this way? And then from that, you'll be able to go, wow, this person, would you feel the same way if this person's mom just died? Right? So I remember the great story of Stephen Covey. He was in a, a train station and um, he was on this train station and he was reading the paper or doing some work. And this man walked onto the su subway station and his three kids were running rampant around the train and he got really annoyed by it. And so he started making judgments and criticisms about this, how bad, how horrible father this guy was and da da da. He started making all these judgments. And then what happened was interesting. He actually stepped back, stepped back for a second. All right. And he asked the guy the question, finally got to this point where he, said, he had it. And he said to the guy, listen, um, I'm sorry to do this, but I'm trying to get some work done. But uh, I'm wondering, um, could you control your kids? And the guy said, oh, oh my gosh, I didn't even notice. Um, sorry, man, I will do, definitely do that. Their mom just died and I don't know how to tell them. Blew his mind away. His whole paradigm shifted. So it's so easy to make judgments on people and circumstances around you without actually knowing the, the depth or, or of suffering or pain that they're going through. I had actually had a similar experience where someone was talking on the phone while they were driving and that someone in the car actually was making a judgment. Oh, well, that person's going to cause an accident. That person's going to be distracted. And I, I said to the person, I said, what if it was the, per what if that person he was talking to was his dying mom on the phone? Would you feel the same way? And the person's like, well, it probably isn't, but do you know that? And you don't know the, the circumstances that through which they are experiencing life right now. So again, understand what charges you, what emotion, what emotions you're feeling in the moment, study them, get curious as to why you're reacting so harshly and getting so charged by human beings. Because the reality is people don't do things to us. They do things for themselves and how we're reacting uh, to life is all about ourselves, taking responsibility for how we're reacting. And as I heard once someone say, um, how people treat you is their karma. How you respond is yours. So let's start there. Delve deeper into the wisdom of knowing thyself. Study thyself. Start journaling. Um, start focusing on what you value most. 
what's most important to you in your life. In fact, you can actually take the eight areas of your life right now. If, I was, if, you, if you were in front of me and you were my best friend, I would say, all right, let's take the eight areas of your life. The physical, the mental and emotional, the spiritual, the relationships, the career, the finances, contribution and leisure. And let's, let's sort of grade each area from one to 10 right now, knowing thyself. Let's say your spirituality, 10 being ultimate pleasure and one being lots of pain. And I would, I would ask you, based on your spiritual life and, and the rules that govern your spiritual life, where are you on that scale? One to 10, 10 being ultimate pleasure or one being deepest depths of sorrow and pain right now. And then you basically write on a piece of paper, those eight areas of life, and then grade them and say, I'm a four here and be as brutally honest as humanly possible, grade them. And then, okay, wherever you are, let's say in your relationships, since relationships is the topic we're talking about, let's say your relationship with your husband or wife or your boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, father is a three. What would you, what do you specifically have to do in order for your relationship to go from a three to a four? What do you have to do? Not waiting for the other person to change, but what do you specifically have to do to make that relationship better? And because again, the focus then turns uh, like a mirror turns on you rather than, rather than the other person. So let's, so if there's one practice you can do, go home, write those eight, take a piece of paper, write those eight things on a piece of paper, physical, mental, and emotional relationship, career, finance, contribution, and leisure, and then grade them from zero to 10 or one to 10 and be brutally honest. And then ask yourself the question, all right, in terms of my spiritual life, what can I do to make it, to bring it up one point? And in terms of relationships, since that's the topic we're talking about, what can I specifically do to make my relationship with this person or people or people at work or my boss a whole lot better? And you're taking full responsibility for that. Okay. <laughs> I just went nuts. There. No, <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, I couldn't agree more. Like uh, getting to know yourself and especially the stuff that isn't the sweetest in the world um, is very important. Uh, mm -hmm. So quick action steps. I know you talked about a lot of things, but if there's one thing to do daily, it takes 10 minutes or something. What would yeah. you have people do? Well, okay. So maybe at the end of the, the end of the day, look at one thing that you can appreciate about, appreciate about your day and be grateful for. So even ask yourself the question, what's one thing that happened in my day that I was very pleased with that I can be grateful for. The second question you can ask yourself at the end of the day, or even at the big, what is one thing in the day that charged me that really got me irritated and then examine it and what they call in psychology shadow work. If you got charged by, let's say uh, a political issue, or you got charged by someone calling you a name, or you got charged by a, a intimate family member, ask yourself the question, literally talk to yourself and say, why did I get so charged by this person? And actually have a conversation with yourself and understand why you're responding this way. And you'll understand that there are some deep things that you're not getting into uh, about why it is you're responding in such an angry, hostile manner. And once you get to the deepest depths of those things, then guess what? You, it becomes less fearful. You become less agitated by it because you, you're now at peace with those, those areas of your life, those shadow areas. There's the dark areas of your life. There's the We also have to appreciate the light areas of our life, the golden shadow areas of our life, the good stuff, the beautiful stuff, and the evil and dark side of our life because we're one whole human being. So it's good to study those things. And, and there's a... a if there's a third step, I would suggest focusing on all the assets and and that you have access to. So write down all the things in your life that that are beautiful and bountiful in your life. And not I'm not saying deny all the bad stuff in your life, but if you're focusing on all your liabilities more than your assets, you've got some serious problems. If you're focusing on, oh, I don't have enough money 
And I said to you, well, compared to who, uh, less than, you know, a third of the, of the world that live on less than $2. Well, you might go, well, probably not. There's a lot of people. I have a lot more money than that. So start focusing on, you know, the, the, the even this, the, 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 the most powerful, purest, precise things in your life that if they weren't in your life, you know, you, you'd miss them. So one of the, one, a, a great, a great way to look at this is imagine for a second, even just do this visualization for a second. Imagine for a second, everything one by one was taken from you. Let's say you were in a dream or a nightmare and all of a sudden your family's not around. All of a sudden you, you're, you've got, you've, you've been diagnosed with cancer. All of a sudden you've just lost your job. All of a sudden your home has been taken away from you. All of a sudden your friends and family are no longer around. And one by one, those things are now taken away from you. And all of a sudden, in a flicker of a second, you wake up and all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, it was just a nightmare. And then as you open your eyes, your house, you're in your house, you're in your bed, you have your health, your family's smiling down at you. You look at your bank account, you still have money, you still have your job, wanting, running water in, in, you know, if coming through your sink and your shower and your taps, you still have food. You know, little things like that, that can shift your thinking from a scarcity mentality to an abundance mentality. And you start to see your life more, more powerfully. So that's what I would say there, Cam. Okay, perfect. Um, so when it comes to knowing yourself, what if you know yourself and you find out things about yourself, but you don't like what you've found out, Mm -hmm. right? You look at yourself in the mirror for the first time. You don't like what you see, that kind of thing. Well, that's actually, that could be, then I, I, I honestly, I would say good <laughs> because no, that's good. But because the, here's the thing, there's two ways you can look at your life, either in a state of inspiration or a state of desperation, because both will, 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 will sort of trigger you to move. If I light a fire under your butt, eventually that's going to burn. It's going to get you up out of your seat. Right. And so, uh, there's that great story of the guy, he's the guy's walking beside his neighbor's house and he says to him, Hey, and he sees his dog moaning and groaning. And the dog's moaning and groaning. He says, hey, why is your dog moaning and groaning? He goes, well, he's sitting on a nail. And then he says, well, why doesn't he move? He says, well, it doesn't hurt enough. (laughs) Right? So this idea of like limbo between, you know, Tony Robbins had a great quote. He said, you know, I meet a lot of people that are either in a state of inspiration or a state of desperation. Rarely do I meet people that are sort of in that lukewarm middle area where they're not really happy and not unhappy enough to do anything about it. So you want to get, if you are completely dissatisfied with yourself, get disturbed because if the more angry you are, the more pain you're in, that's going to literally trigger some, that's going to provide the leverage for you to finally take action towards losing weight or bettering your relationships or, or making more money or whatever it is you're, you're doing. So, so again, taking a careful inventory of where you're at in your life. Like I often say to people, listen, if you had a treasure map to $10 million worth of gold on a treasure map, but you don't know where you are on the treasure map, you're, you're not going to be able to find the X on the treasure map unless you know where you are in your life on the map. So it's good to do, examine where you are on the map, um, where you are spiritually, physically, mentally, all those eight, eight areas of your life that you're in and examine them where you're at and be brutally honest, even share it with a coach or share it with a friend or someone you admire and say, here's where I think I am and examine myself. And then maybe get some feedback from that person, but know where you are, your assets, your liabilities, your skills, your gifts, the things that are holding you back and be brutally honest with them and study yourself. Now, I might tell you for the majority of people, this is not something fun for people. In fact, this is not going to be fun because examining yourself is often quite dark and quite hard. 
people often say meditation is great, uh, and I, I meditate myself. But what it doesn't, a lot of people don't say, it uncovers a lot of dark spots that you, that you're unable to see. So a lot, a lot of times, people that, that do meditate for a while, depression and sadness and, and and painful memories actually end up coming up, and that you have disassociated or disowned or whatever it might be. So don't think that meditation is all beautiful and bountiful. It is. But it might come, it might bring up some dark areas that you're just not looking at. So, so oftentimes, what we want to do is take a, it's like taking a magnifying glass to our life and saying, "All right, which of the areas I'm doing well in? Which of the areas I need to improve on?" And then once I improve and I strengthen my strengths and work on my weaknesses and I get, I, I start hanging around the right people, then slowly, uh, you know, you'll start to feel better, you start to act better, and you'll start to live a, a life with more freedom. Okay. Awesome. The other thing I wanted to mention real quick about knowing yeah. yourself or getting to know yourself finally is the fact that almost every other part of this list has to do with that. Knowing yeah, yourself. Yeah. Like yeah. the love languages, knowing your love language, uh, personality types, knowing your personality type is step one. Uh, emotionally, emotional mastery. We just talked about that. Having, um, you know, having to like, if you want to feel the emotions you want to feel, then you got to know, you know, how did I get there in the past or what's been keeping me from that or whatever, right? Um, number five, you have to know whether you're on the masculine part of the spectrum or feminine or maybe both at times, like in certain ways. Um, words, you need to understand your language patterns. Rules of the game, you need to know your rules. Um, seek to understand. I think that's finally where you let go of yourself and you just finally yes. understand another person for once and yeah. constant progress. What in the past has helped you progress and all of these mm -hmm. things. So yeah. I'm noticing that knowing yourself is like the, the, the blanket that showers yes. almost every other you, you of these, got it. Uh, of you these got tips it. that we're going to cover this week. Yeah, you got it. And you know what the thing is? I wrote a book called U2.0. It's all about uh, powered by the PQ performance system. And I'll sort of end here, but the first chapter is about claiming your power. And one of the things I often say to people is this, okay, imagine, have you ever had the actual experience where you have bought this new phone and you're showing it to people and then someone's, and you've been using it for about a year. And then someone comes along and says to you, Hey, did you know your phone could do this? And all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, this is great. I, I didn't know this. Now is that function, will that function help you in the long run? And the answer is yes. Now the question is, has that function always been available to you? And the answer is yes. Now, if I the first chapter in my book is all about claiming your power. I talk about the five power types of human potential. Now, I won't get into them today, but there are powers that you have access to that are available to you that you're just not even aware of. So in order to become more aware of them, you have to expand your abilities, expand your awareness in knowing, becoming aware of the powers that you have available to you. And the first power type I talk about is self-awareness, spiritual power, knowing yourself, understanding what you have access to, understanding your unique, unique abilities, understanding where you screwed up. And here's the thing, if you don't examine your past and where you went wrong, where are you gonna get the motivation to finally do it right? Because if you continue to blame other people or circumstances for for oh where you are, then you're gonna, you're gonna have to wait a very long time before it actually gets better. You know, I remember hearing Wayne Dyer, one of the greatest things, and I'll end here, that he gave was in his therapy sessions, he would say to his, the person, so who's responsible for all your problems? And the person would say something like, my mother. And, then, and he would say, oh, great. So you leave, you bring your mother in, I'll fix your mother, and you'll get better. And then I, I, I've actually used that before. 
And I, I'll sit there with this kind of look on my face and they'll kind of go, well, that's stupid. Well, that's what you're doing. You're waiting for your mom to get better before you get better. So take the time to get to know yourself, study yourself, um, sharpen the areas where you're already sharp and hang around people that are weak, uh, sorry, that are weak, hang around people that are strong in the areas that you are weak. So they, they can bring about the strengths that's in them. You make, you make a dream team and guess what? Before you know it, you're successful, you're fulfilled, you're happy. And I'm not, and I'm not saying it's going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, self-work is often the hard work. But as Jim Rohn said, work harder on yourself than you do your job. And the rewards will be bountiful in every area of your life. You'll be rich in spirit. You'll be rich in money. You'll be rich in contribution. You'll be rich in physical. You'll be rich in mental, emotional, leisure, all of the areas that I discussed. So uh, I will end there. And so hopefully you guys got a lot out of it. I'm, and if you like what you're hearing, continue on this podcast for the next eight steps and uh, and, and beyond. Uh, sign up, you know, subscribe on iTunes or YouTube or any of the platforms we have out there. We have blogs um, and, say, you know, make any comments. And I'd love to hear your feedback. If you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Um, but until then, to your continued upgrade and evolution, live it up with power, purpose, and passion.